All right. Hello, and welcome to Digital Marketing Musings. Each episode, we choose a different expert to discuss the latest and greatest in digital marketing. Today, we're interviewing Casey Gaudios, Jen DiGiovanni, and Evan Nicholson about audience identification and development, stemming particularly from an SEO-first lens. I'm Gaia Reed. And I'm Andrew McCartney. And this is Digital Marketing Musings. Thanks for tuning in to Digital Marketing Musings. Today, we are joined by Casey Gaudios, SEO Content Strategy Lead, Jen DiGiovanni, who's a Senior Director of Client Strategy, and Evan Nicholson, who's a Senior Director in Digital Experience in the Merkel Strategy Group. Casey, Jen, Evan, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Hey there. Awesome. Well, I know we have a very exciting episode planned and want to get right into it. Uh, Evan, first question for you. Um, how do you feel like audiences fit into our approach of solving client problems? Oh yeah, I mean, it, the the way that I all, always think about audiences is you know really two dimensional. On on one side, they're users; they're coming in, interacting with the experiences that we have for them, um, and we can see how they interact. We can we can interact back, and obviously we have objectives for them. And then secondly, they're they're people; they're they're customers, they're opportunities, but they're also human beings who have complex um, and nuanced expectations and experiences. Um, and when we're thinking about them, we and engaging with them, we need to look at them through at least those two lens, them as, as individuals, as people, as well as, as users who have certain expectations. Um, and, and I would add to that that generally, especially now, they come with very high expectations. You know, their, their last great experience is now their baseline for what they expect of all of us every day. Um, and so they're very uh, temperamental and, uh, and particularly hard to hold on, user, hold on to users. Um, but that also sort of creates for us an imperative to uh, beat the competition through better experiences, better marketing, you know, and, and treating them uh, better. Always trying to up our game. Now, Jen, I know we have a very interesting case today to talk through today that you have some details on. Can you kind of set the stage for us and what the client was experiencing as their problem, what we're trying to address, and like, again, kind of setting the stage? Yeah, great. So we had a client that was introducing a new product um, into their line, a D2C dog food, and they really had an opportunity to change the perception of consumers around their brand specifically. But it also came with challenges because the brand wasn't seen as a D2C uh, you know, business. And so they had to make sure that every moment that they engaged with an individual was valuable. So they were really hitting home this change of the mindset that they wanted within the audience set. So they came to us and they said, you know, we'd like to drive an omni-channel approach to a customer experience that really looks at each moment and makes sure that each moment doesn't have friction points and hits the needs of the individuals that we're trying to target. Now, the market itself had many different types of individuals that would be interested in D2C. So what we did is we built an audience-first approach that took into account five different audiences that have five different needs attached to their value proposition as a brand. Um, in 
really built that as a structure to create an experience plan for them across all of their channels. The channels took that information around the audience mindset and took that into their planning process. And so it was critical to ensure that SEO was a component um, of this journey because it ensured that people who were raising their hands and asking questions received the right information immediately and also got the information that was relevant to the passion points that they had or the needs they had as a consumer that that product was going to offer them in terms of the value exchange. Uh, so meeting that and hitting that home with an individual in moment one uh, was really critical. So we had to map our audiences to each of those touch points within that customer journey. That's really cool. Um, so in terms of identifying these audiences um, and finding out more about them, you know, maybe Casey, this is uh, towards you. Usually when we're talking about audiences, it's normally a very paid media heavy conversation. Um, today in this case study, we're really looking at audiences from an SEO lens. So why is that important that you all went to look at the SEO data as a, a primary indicator? I think it's key to remember that this is this was a, a new landscape, a new space that they had never endeavored into, which required a whole bunch of new activities, including creating a brand new website to to house this and making sure that it was set up in a way that was going to be um, user friendly, search friendly. We're going to be able to draw in that organic search traffic. And part of creating that brand and setting up that foundation and making sure that our organic um, search present is tangible to our audience is making sure that we are speaking to our audience. And sometimes our target audience doesn't always search the same way that we picture them in the larger landscape. So most of this audience alignments piece was understanding who are our searchers, right? So who are the bucket of people that are actually searching in the space, whether they're our target audience or not? And then where does that overlap with what we know about our target users or the people that we think are most likely to convert? And how do we, like Jen said, pick up those key user needs that overlap with our um our audience profiles, and then how do we dig into that with the content that we have on site? How do we dig into that and leverage how we're speaking to them in the SERP with something like quick answers or people also ask or any of those sort of rich features that we have available to us as another touch point even before they land um, on our brand. So a lot of it was understanding um, the keyword landscape as a whole and really digging down um, into the nitty gritty long form, uh, long tail terms and figuring out what are those key user needs that are driving these user to search and how do we know um, how do we find that overlap between that need and our mm -hmm. target audience and then uh, implement a strategy that's going to be able to capitalize on that from from all sides of the coin so Casey this sounds like really interesting uh, both from the overall media uh, standpoint but also from the SEO standpoint how did you go about doing the analysis on the SEO data it took us a uh, a long time to get to to the final output. Um, this isn't something that's gonna gonna take you just one day. <laughs> um, we we took a, a broad strokes look basically at okay, what is the competition in this space and how are they approaching it organically, right? So, who's winning? What content are they winning with? And how are they speaking to the audiences that is actually performing in search? And then we take a look at. Um, 
you know, the biggest indicator we have of our user needs, which is that keyword, because something that we like to say is that users, they're really not going to lie to their search bar. They're really going to tell it everything that matters to them when it, because they, they don't feel any judgment there. So <laughs> <laughs> it's something where we can really dig in and, and figure out what their biggest needs are. Um, so we, we do take a, a lengthy amount of time. No truer words have been spoken, by the way, Casey. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we do take um we we take a lot of time building that that large keyword landscape like making sure that we're not just looking at the subset of 500 keywords we're looking at 20,000 plus keywords depending on the size of our landscape right and um, we're making sure that we're covering all aspects of it like i said from competition to to content format but also really digging into what the users are telling mm-hmm. telling us themselves that seems like it would be uh a lot of information to digest. Um, so Jen, when we took this SEO approach, uh, or SEO first approach, what did we what did we ultimately find and be able to plug into the strategy? Yeah, so when working with the SEO team and getting all of the data back on how individuals search, it was really lovely that the way or the buckets of ways that an individual might search really married back to the audiences we were putting into the market overall across all of the programs. And so um, really what we learned is that there are different tendencies within different audiences to use search in more of an all-encompassing way in their journey versus others. There are groups of individuals that actually ask a lot of questions and want to go mm-hmm. deep into the answers to those questions versus individuals who just want to go in, search a couple things, um, check off the box that it got good ratings, and then move on and be able to see what their friends are saying or their family saying um, about the experience. And those are very different needs in terms of the landing page that that individual is going mm-hmm. to, right? Somebody needs quick information um, versus somebody needs needs really deep information to make sure that all their questions are answered. How do you provide that to both individuals? And what was really wonderful about the experience that we had in working with Casey and team is that we were able to marry the data to the keywords to do, and then marry that back to the audiences to determine what level of detail needed to be on those pages based on who we thought was going to be searching those particular mm-hmm. keywords, right? The keyword doesn't lie, which I love, right? Um, individuals who are asking really in-depth mm-hmm. questions on the, on the SERP are very different than somebody's asking a more broad question and doesn't really know what they're asking. They're not trying to go deep. They're indicating to us that they just want a top level answer, right? Um, so there were many instances of that that we learned along the way in partnership uh, and were able to implement into the journey so that there wasn't a friction point um, in that moment where somebody who wanted to go deep didn't get enough information or somebody was um, going to a page that was so overwhelming to them, their mindset just mm-hmm. couldn't handle it. And then they'd go somebody somewhere else to get that information. So um, I think those were our really um, big learnings from the initial stages of launch. Um, and then, of course, making sure that we were going back and figuring out, okay, who was actually landing on these pages once we launched mm-hmm. the campaign to determine uh, and, and kind of validate for ourselves that the keywords we were tracking to particular audience strategies and landing pages to particular types of content um, were really resonating to the audiences we knew had different value propositions. So, Did that ultimately like bear true? Like, Did what you thought would map to each audience and resonate well on the landing pages, did that actually like come to fruition when you looked at it? 
Um, I, I think there are definitely areas where there's going to be um, learnings and you're going to need to make adjustments. And then I think there are areas where certainly um, you're going to find that it, it married back exactly to the keyword set, right? If somebody's looking for my dog has a health problem and they're typing in a big long sentence about that health problem, we know that they need a lot of detail. So there was a lot of things that were kind of um, expected. Um, and then there were a couple of things that were unexpected, of course, but making sure you have the data to determine that and to make sure that you can validate that for yourself. I think is a, a really critical way that SEO can play a role uh, in your learning agenda for your audiences. So one area that we really try and explore in this podcast is how all the channels can layer together and create this holistic conversation for, um, for users and, and experience for users. So Evan, how are we able to take our findings from the SEO learnings here and apply them to other channels uh, for on-site content and messaging? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I hear a couple of things over and over again, and, and they're they're applicable for this this brand and their direct-to-consumer um, launch, as well as many, many others. And those those two that I kept hearing a lot is the who and the, and the why, right? Um, and when it comes to areas of opportunity, when we integrate across, um, you know, outbound communications and experiences, I want to remember a couple of things. One of those things is that the medium is the message. And in, and in this context, the experience is the medium. Um, and so as these new customers come in through, um, you know, either a question or a line of, of interrogation or a challenge that they're, they're coming in through, for example, I want to give my dog a better diet. Um, you know, my dog is aging and I'm really worried about her. And I'm thinking about how, how that can relate to her having a long full life, just like I give myself a long full life. Um, and when I think about, think through that lens and I apply the, that kind of thinking in the SEO space, I obviously want to apply it to how the experience itself unfolds, the website content, and there's a natural relationship between that content and its availability on a zero zero um, zero result SERP or in the in the top location on the page. Um, and additionally, is the who. As you mentioned, you know, people don't lie to Google, um, which oh, is painfully <laughs> true. Um, they, 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 the ability then to recognize a person as they engage with a brand um, and to see that through the lens of the context of the ways that we've engaged with them up until now is centrally important to our ability to deliver a experience that's going to speak the language we want it to speak, right? That's going to deliver on the brand promise. Um, and so in that way, identity is a core currency of being able to move between the outbound experience and the owned channel by which you engage um, that brand. And especially for somebody like this global manufacturer who is trying to build a relationship directly with their customers rather than the old fashioned way of doing it, there's a reason to do that. And, and that reason is control. That reason is um, that they now have the ability to manage that experience more towards their end. And, and we want to help them do that by helping them to recognize who this person is and what kind of context they bring to the experience that we can use, that we can leverage to give back to them a higher quality experience that ultimately builds a relationship over time. Um, and then we see these moments of um, SEO relevance being just one in a series of many moments that we've had a relationship with this person that ultimately led to, to you know, greater value in the long run. Um, so I'm looking at the what 
and and how are they engaging with me and i'm also looking at the who can i connect those what moments to a person that gives me greater context which i can use to drive you know my customer relationship my experience relationship over over time guy this is kind of making me think of the conversations we had uh, a few episodes back about loyalty and and how this layers into this as well that overall experience as as evan was speaking yeah the transition especially from just being a manufacturer or a distributor and then uh fully like having a set of customers that is a direct to consumer brand that seems like a very tricky consumer transition for me at, at least to imagine so i'm sure that this work was just really insightful and helpful as that went into place mm-hmm. um exactly jen and casey what do you want people to really walk away from this episode thinking about or looking into as um, they face their their own problems as advertisers? How can they take the learnings from from this one situation uh, and apply it elsewhere? Um, I think one of the biggest takeaways uh, for for me uh, now and moving forward and just in general, especially if you're on a, a smaller team, is is to get mm-hmm. to know your counterparts. Don't don't keep all of your great information to yourself. You know, we're all in this um, to, for the same goal, right? We want we want our clients or our own brand, depending on it, where you work, if you're an agency or you're a brand, we, we want to do well. And um, there are a lot of things that you may just not understand how they mm-hmm. can be applicable elsewhere. And it's just learning to speak the same language. So once you start breaking down those barriers and understanding, oh, this is great information for me, but it can also work in X amount of ways for you. So I think that was one of the big milestones that um, me and Jen were really happy to get around so that we knew that we could have this this end deliverable that worked for both of us and great for our client. Yeah, and I think as Evan mentioned when we kicked off the discussion, right, customer expectations are higher than ever before. And so having a customer experience approach to your business is really critical. Now, many businesses are looking to transform their organizations to be more customer-centric, customer-led, and they're thinking about that really uh, in centralization of media and CRM, right? They're thinking about it in terms of uh, what audiences can I target in the market directly and build audiences and push into activation. And I think many times they forget that there are other moments within the journey that are very critical to the consumer decision and also have really meaningful data that can help inform their customer transformation. And I think if you don't look at each of those holistically and you think about your channel-led teams that maybe aren't you know, directly targetable within the market as silos within your organization, you're gonna miss out on that really meaningful insight and not be able to deliver to a full journey that you're you know, spending so much investment in delivering. And so, as Casey mentioned, you know, just encouraging teams to really think about customer transformation holistically, asking every team what data they can bring to the table to do, deliver insights, and also making sure you're not missing a key moment in the journey 
that you might not be able to target directly uh, when you're planning that process and bringing everybody to the seat of the table because everybody is important and everybody is really valuable. I mean, SEO is the moment where somebody, you know, raises their hands and clicks through to your brand um, because they're asking a question they want a direct answer. That's probably the most critical moment when it comes to friction um, that Evan was mentioning earlier. And if you're not delivering to that great experience, right, they're going to move on to somebody else. So you have to bring them in um, and you have to make sure that they're part of that overall strategy. Those are inspiring words. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Cool. Well, that's it for this episode of Digital Marketing Musings. Huge thanks to our guests, Casey, Jen, and Evan for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for having thanks us. Thanks for having me. Stay in touch and let us know what you want to hear about next by emailing us at digitalmarketingmusings at merkalink.com. And if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. And be sure to rate and review us. It helps others find us. And please be sure to tell a friend as well. Until next time, I'm Andrea McCartney. And I'm Gaia Reed. Bye.